WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Good morning, friends. In case you were wondering what time of day it was prior to the intro, as you can probably tell, this is not the dulcet-toned Hall of Fame voice Mike Rayleigh coming at you this morning. <laughs> Tom Campbell substituting for Mike, who is gallivanting around Italy. He's on a bus right now, and he's going to try to call us later on. But with us today are two of my very favorite people in the planet, uh, Rufus Edmiston and Phil Campbell. And so, welcome to y'all. Good morning. Hey. I'm glad to be here. Glad to have you back from the foreign yeah. lands. Well, I'll tell you I'm what, glad you made it back. I want to talk about that a little bit later, but this is a huge weekend in North Carolina. I mean, this is a great time to be in this state and a great weekend to do it. I mean, yesterday, of course, was Cinco de Mayo, right? which meant you had to go to Gonza's and get a Mexican flag <laughs> dinner, as well as the best mega margaritas you'll find in the Triangle, and... Go to the Canes game last night. How about them Canes? Mm-hmm. Six to one? Yep. Man. Yep. Time to be a fellow that never grew up with that kind of sport. I've become very enamored with them. I'll tell you, I still don't understand all the nuances of it. I don't either. I know when the puck goes in the net. That's exactly what I said the other day. I told somebody I went to a fight and a, a hockey game broke out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, but anyway, going to be a great weekend. Mike is going to try to call us later on uh, in the show, so stay with us for the whole time. But this is a huge weekend uh, in North Carolina. Uh, over in Apex, we've got the Apex Peak Festival. Yep, and JC's not... cooking pancakes or eating pancakes one. <laughs> they got bands and vendors and yep. food trucks. And then over in Smithfield, we got the Ham and Yam Festival going on. Wow. Of course, mm-hmm. North Carolina is the number one state in the nation for growing sweet potatoes. And Smithfield is going to be just full of all kinds of music and food and Good fun there from 9 to 8. Susan Komen Race for the Cure is going to be taking place over in RTP this morning. So I mean, those are just a few of the things. And, of course, I don't know whether – did y'all wake up early to, to watch the coronation this morning? No, it was on – I turned the TV on to check the weather, and it was on then. So oh, I saw the, the king crowned. <coughs> Partly cloudy with a chance of crown? Yeah, that sounds like what it is. <laughs> That's about what it was. Well, you know, I sort of like this stuff, and, and most of my friends don't. They say, oh, that's foolishness. Well, it's sort of playland. It's it's like uh, 
uh, something that is different. Uh, I don't want to be a royal. That is very hard for me to think of running around <clears throat> haughty toddying, but I sort of like the idea that you've got All a king the, and a queen. The pomp and ceremony, and right. I mean, I'm that coach that they were riding in. I, we could hawk that coach and pay off uh, the national <laughs> oh, debt. Of, That's yeah. right. Um, not only on top of all of that, the coronation, uh, this afternoon we got the Kentucky Derby. That's right. And it brings back to me, Rufus, memories of when you used to have a Kentucky Derby party. Oh, absolutely. One time we had one, Tom, as you recall, for the juvenile right. uh, diabetes right. Uh, in con- conjunction with uh, Did one for Salvation Army one and, year. And it was just fabulous. We had a tent, as you recall, and, and everything out at McNair's Country Acres. Uh, right. And I I love the I went to the Kentucky Derby. That, that was the Linda. That was the farm that Linda. That's where she, her horses in. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Where, where she had her children all those years. <laughs> and I went to the Kentucky Derby one time when I was Attorney General, with then Attorney General uh, Steve Bashir, who later became Governor of Kentucky, and his son is now Governor of Kentucky. So I I went to the Kentucky Derby in style. And I remember the governor was John Y. Brown, and his wife was uh, Beauty Queen. Yeah, be- former Miss <clears throat> Miss America. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And there's a John Y. Junior with whom I've worked, and I remember she had the biggest baby I've ever seen in my life. It was like carrying a, oh my goodness, I, I don't know how she even carried the baby. And he's John Y. Junior now. He, if he heard me say that, he'd come get me. But we sat on the... I Others it, have tried, by the way. I call it the 50-yard line. <laughs> oh, at Churchill Downs? Yeah. <laughs> I think that probably would be pretty exciting, being at yeah. the Kentucky Derby. <clears throat> but uh, temperatures are fabulous this weekend, and I don't know about y'all, but I just got to get my hands in some dirt before this weekend is over with. Well, I think it might be a good time to do that now, because... Uh, you know, I kept saying we were going to have another frost, and you we did. had one at the nursery on Thursday morning. Hadn't it been a strange it's spring? very, very, very strange. I very. mean, it gets warm, and then it gets cold again, and then it rains <clears throat> it like rains. fury. And yep, yep, but they, uh, you know, we don't have rain today, so we're just all excited, and you know, they, they all week long, they kind of said we were going to, it was going to rain out on Saturday, and and now they're being able to have, you know, the cumin race and all yeah. the good things yeah. that were planned. And the lands, I mean, you know, the garden centers uh, have, have suffered. I mean, it's been a great year for us, but there's been some, you know, with eight Saturdays uh, with rain, it's put a little yeah. bit of damper on this things. This will be the first. Yeah, I know. I'm so happy. Well, I've well, got several what is trays. Of, I, I've always wanted to ask you, Phil, uh, what is the best-selling annual you have every year? What sells the most? Probably, if I had to say, probably begonias. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Begonias or... I would have thought know, impatience. Well, see, when impatience, when the old-fashioned impatience, the Walleranias started having that mildew, the problem right. with the mildew, then those went down. <clears throat> and yeah. they've, they're starting to come back now. But the sun patients have certainly been hot. They're they're a good seller. Well, what's okay. buy, what what are people buying right now? Because I, I when we were walking in this morning, I said I bet Campbell Road Nursery they're, is going to be a they're zoo They're buying today. everything. I, that's what I, sometimes that's what I ask my guys at the retail at the end of the day. I'm like, what did y'all sell today? 
and they'll it's shrubs, trees, uh, perennials. I mean, lots of print. perennials have really been a big seller this year. And then, um, of course, now we're bringing out everything from the annual um, back in the you know the growing area, and they're just uh, we can't keep the table stocked, and I'm I'm excited about that. I'm sure, <clears throat> um, particularly when you doing all of this hothouse growing and you're growing these plants right right they, they they won't last forever no and i'm glad um i'm you know i started to take the plastic off our vinca about a week ago and something just told me not to and if we had we it, we would have lost it this past week. well it's really interesting because lib and i were talking about it yesterday <laughs> afternoon we want to go over to campbell road and pick, get some vinca Come on. i mean what uh, what colors have you got over there everything yeah all right well yep. We're ready to put some in. We've just finished building a porch, and uh, <clears throat> everything in our whole backyard has been uh-huh. disrupted since November. And so we're trying to put the yard back together. And yeah, I'm yeah. trying to figure out, Tom, where you would have had room for that because every part of your backyard had plants in it. <laughs> you know, I am emulating a fellow that I know who has a garden fairly similar to that. His name is Rufus Edmiston. <laughs> Okay. But I will tell you this now. Stick it where you I, can find a place. I, exactly. Find a place. Like Columbus. Use the Columbus method. Find oh, yeah. a place and land on it. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I felt pretty good when we went over. We've just gotten back from France, as you all know. Um, and we went to Givenchy and saw Monet's Gardens. And I want to talk about that a little bit later on. But Ooh. I'll tell you what. Uh, Monet, Claude Monet, was a genius in many, many areas. Uh, everybody remembers him as a painter. I think he was more of a, a botanist and, and uh, person in plants because uh, it was an incredible experience over there. Yeah. But uh, so far as it goes, yeah. But we, see, we had so many pots, and they all had to be moved to the back and the cold winter and all this kind of stuff. So we're having to rebuild and replant Particularly our cast iron plants. Has anybody else? I wonder if some of the neighbors have, have had experience with this. This this winter, it got down to ten. It, I mean, it just did a number on our cast iron yep. plants. Yep. So the the question is, there are a lot of dead leaves on it now. Do I trim all the way back to the to the uh, actual plant itself? I would. I'd go on down uh, pretty much to the bottom, and uh, let those let the new leaves come out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can cut, you know, you can cut the dead part off if you'd like, but and and just try, you know, trim the leaf up. But I would go on and cut it back and and let it come back out from the from the bottom. Also, notice yeah. that some of our lantana, uh, which typically, I, I realize it's not a perennial, but there's some varietals of it that are. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of them are coming back. Well, I got one of them that are com- is coming back, but the rest of them haven't. Well, again, it's been really. Uh, cold and cool at night so you might want to give it i had mine um i've got a a miss huff and it's a there's only about three inches out of the ground right now they're the perennials right yeah but there's only i mean it's really slow coming back because the ground's so cold still so i would give it a little bit a little bit more time don't give up well of course yeah uh but uh because we love our love love our lantana right but anyway, uh, 860-9783 is the number you can call if you'd like to uh, ask a question or participate in the conversation today. As I say, Mike Rayleigh is tooling around Italy. He says he and Melissa are just having a ball. 
uh, and they are. I think they're. Was it yesterday or today? They're going to Florence. Wow! So they're they're just they're having a great time, and uh, he's going to try calling in if he can get off the bus long enough. <laughs> you know, last week I was. I, we were on a tour. We were in Rouen, uh, France, and uh, on a, a guided tour. And I had to get out of the tour so that I could call you from the place where Joan of Arc was burned uh, and talk to you last weekend. So uh, Mike is doing somewhat the same thing. Uh, when you called, I thought you said, I'm in Rowan. I said, well, is he in Rowan <laughs> County back County. There, right here now? He sounded like <laughs> Commissioner Graham. Rowan <laughs> County. And that, that when they where he was from? Absolutely. Yeah. Rowan County. Well, uh, <clears throat> so uh, let's see. What else is going on? Oh, uh, the ACC baseball uh, season is winding up, and we've got the ACC tournament is going to be taking place. And later on today, I'd like to get uh, Tony Rigsby, if I could, uh, to give us the odds on who's going to be uh, winning the tournament. The tournament's going to be over at the DBAP uh, the 23rd through the 28th of this year. So that ought to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, yep. And then there's some college graduations that are beginning oh, this yeah. weekend. Oh, yeah. States you know. today. Yeah. Uh, and they, they usually have it the Saturday before Mother's, Mother's Day. Mother's Day. I know. And it, it really threw me because they called and said they wanted their flower delivery early. And I'm like, they want, she said, we got to get everything in before Mother's Day. And I said, well, you've got till the 13th. She's like, oh, no. It's uh, it's not the thirteenth this time. It's it's early, so I was like the sixth. Yeah. I was like, okay. We do have a caller, so somebody's Great. listening. Ron Great. from Chatham County is is with us. Good morning, Ron. Good morning. Um, I just hear you talk about the cold weather growing, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, uh, I paid about forty dollars for one seed of a pumpkin. I bought it from the. Uh, guy who grew the world champion pumpkin and uh so i started in my greenhouse and everything went fine and i had built up a large mound of uh, black cow and uh compost and all the good stuff and planted it out normally and honest to goodness uh i've been fertilizing it with 2020 and i talked to mr wallace who was the grower and the he suggested 2020 along with some seaweed, and it hasn't grown, I don't think, two inches. And uh, I've talked to some strawberry growers down in Beaufort area, and uh, they say they've had the worst year they've ever had. Most of them say they've got a 30% crop. Yeah. Uh, they said in a six-week picking season uh, that they've uh, only picked, had one new pick. Uh, the rest of the time, they had to pick what food they could pick for public. And uh, I think the strawberry growers in our area have done pretty good, except for the rain Easter weekend. Yeah. But this has really been a cold spring, and I just wonder what all the neighbors have done, uh, if they've had adequate growth or normal growth. But uh, Particularly for paying uh, $40 for a pumpkin suit. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah, I did. And... Uh, then I think last year I got four seed for $40, but I dealt with the, uh, the Mr. Ron Wallace. He had the uh, pumping that was way, way over a thousand pounds. I don't know. He's been sort of like the world champion, but anyway, and I called him up and talked to him uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. I was um, amazed that I was able to get him on the phone, somebody that famous and all, but he, 
he sold a little kit that included seaweed and uh, instruction on how to grow a world-class pumpkin and all that stuff. I haven't read the thing because I've been growing pumpkins for years, but my biggest pumpkin ever was 700 pounds. Oh, my God. And I, and I carried it to the state fair. And because it had what they call, it had a leak on the bottom. It evidently had uh, it rotted a little bit. But anyway, it was disqualified. And that's okay. I'm, I'm still trying, but um, I, it's been, it's been a, I guess uh, I talked to someone else yesterday, and I guess it was the Garners down at Beaufort, and they, they've been uh, big farmers for years. And they said, um, it was ter- it's been terrible down there. Right. Well, it's been a strange season. There's no question about it. But Ron, so are you going to sell us your seeds from this uh, championship <laughs> pumpkin uh, for less than forty dollars? I tell you what's the truth. I give you a deal if I have a big pumpkin. No. Oh. The, the year that I had the seven hundred pound one that I carried to the bar, uh, fair. Of course, they had a rotten place on the bottom, but the seed was still good. Right. I sold the, I sold the whole doggone pumpkin to a man from Florida for $100, but uh, $40 for a seed uh, is pretty expensive, but those guys that grow world-class pumpkins on up into $1,000 and all, that's where, they, that's where they really make the money, right. uh, selling seed. Well, well good luck on that pumpkin. You'll have to call us back later on and let us know how it's progressing. Tell Miss Jean I said hello. I certainly do, it, and she's listening. But anyway, uh, we always enjoy the program, and uh, didn't mean to take so much time. But uh, oh, you're okay. I, uh, I called in maybe I'm, I'm almost a month ago now, trying to find damsel trees. You're right. Yeah. And I put an ad in the Agriculture Review, and this blew my mind. But I got a call from a uh, grower in uh, Georgia. It's called Tai Nursery. Mm-hmm. Uh, never heard a place like that, but it was Tai Nursery. And they had uh, down to the trees, seven to eight feet tall for $125, and they were bare root. Now, we're talking about high-priced high stuff this morning. I realize that. <laughs> but uh, I did something that oh, they suggested something I had never heard in my life, but they... They said you uh, watered every day. Uh, I don't know for how long I'm going to call them back on that. But anyway, I, I've done it. And they they suggested a fertilizer. I'm trying to think it was Fertilone or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, they sold me a little pack. I was expecting to get something about, you know, four to six inches for each tree. Yeah. But anyway, I finally got my fertilizer this week. And it was a little pack about maybe two inches by three inches. <laughs> it said, do not break the seal. Plant six inches deep and one foot from the trunk, mm. and it would last a year. I wonder if anybody ever heard of a fertilizer that was in a, and it was a, just a, uh, not paper, but uh, anyway, it was a, a more substantial, you know, Right. Well, we look forward to hearing more about it. And uh, speaking of plants, uh, we've got Dan Stern on the phone with us. He's with the North Carolina Botanical Garden, and they're having a a big plant uh, event this weekend. Dan, good morning. Welcome to you. Hey, good morning, Tom. How are you? Good. Hey, Dan. Good. Hey, Dan. Make it better. Make it a good morning. Nice to hear you all. <laughs> Glad you made it back across the pond safely from your trip. That's a long trip, you know it. 
Yeah, yeah, long flight. But, you know, we are so blessed in North Carolina, particularly in Raleigh-Durham. We have direct flights. Delta has a direct flight from Raleigh-Durham into Charles de Gaulle in Paris. Now, I got to tell you, not having to make a connection and schlep luggage around between planes, and that's a huge advantage. And Americans got that direct flight to London. So uh, tell us what's going on with the Botanical Garden this weekend. Yeah, well, we've got a great day out here for our spring plant sale. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, different vendors um, from the area bringing southeastern native plants um, to our showroom, which is uh, at the North Carolina Botanical Garden. That's off of 100 Old Mason Farm Road in Chapel Hill. We're just downhill from the Dean Dome, for folks that are familiar with that landmark. But we've got a great plant sale going on today from 9 to 1. We've got a couple local conservation orgs that are also you know, out talking about the good work they're doing in the community, but just really, really beautiful plants out here for sale. Carnivorous plants, pitcher plants, uh, wild indigo, a great pollinator plants, everything from herbaceous uh, perennials to trees and shrubs. And each one of the vendors that's here has kind of got a different specialty. So um, it's a really great assortment of plants. Wow. Sounds interesting. I bet you're going to have a good crowd today. It's going to be such beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Like I said earlier, you got to get your hands in the dirt today. Yeah, and for folks that are coming over here, uh, you know, we're expecting a big crowd, probably more than our parking lot. So we've got a satellite lot down uh, at Finley Athletic Field near the uh, golf course. Yeah. Uh, and a shuttle bus running in uh, in a constant <clears throat> loop to get folks up here and help them, uh, you know, come and go with ease. And the hours, again, are from 9 to? 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. All right. Well, that sounds good. Uh, good yeah, luck so with come that. Come on down. We've got a lot of great plants, and uh, we're going to have a great atmosphere. It's such a beautiful morning. Uh, it's going to be a, a delight to be out here. The Botanical Garden is such an asset to North Carolina. Thank you for the work y'all you, are doing. Did you ever locate that milkwood that I asked you about? Milkweed. Milkweed, I mean. Uh, remind me, Rufus. Which Mil- milkweed. These were we talking about? Milkweed. Yeah, we've got a we've got a few different species over here. Um, we've got uh, swamp milkweed. I've seen out on the floor butterfly milkweed. Um, a lot of those are just starting to break bud, um, so they're you know they're just coming out of the ground. But uh, I've seen some out on the sales floor today. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Well, I hope you have a great crowd. You certainly have got good weather for it. Yeah, we really we're really lucky. Yeah, it's gonna be a great day out here. Uh, I hope to um, hope to talk later on in the show. Um, hope you all have a great morning. Great, thank you, Dan. Appreciate you thank calling. Thank you. Okay. Like yeah, I say, there's a lot going on in North Carolina today. It's an uh, incredible time to be around. Well, let me talk about a tomato. Let's talk about what what Gerald Adams is going to offer. Uh, Gerald, what what's his nephew, his son, grandson's name? Phil, um, Gerald, and Anyway, Gerald Adams, a longtime uh, special gardener, Centennial Campus participant on this show, uh, has a tomato plant, Tom, that he named Rufus. And if anybody wants to have a Rufus tomato plant. Is he selling for $40? He's not $40. (laughs) He he will actually give He will give this away. Shows you about how much it's worth. If you go, if you if you go to Gerald and say, Gerald, Rufus sent me, he will give you a Rufus plan. Tomato plan. Okay. Well, we're going to have to take a break for some news. We'll be back with more of the weekend gardener following the news. Let's get back to the WPTF weekend gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. 
Good morning again, and welcome back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Tom Campbell subbing for Mike Rayleigh, who is motoring around Italy as we speak. He says if he can get off the bus long enough from the tour, he's going to call us. So stay tuned for that. With me, Rufus Edmiston and Phil Campbell, two of my favorite people. And uh, delighted to have you all with us today. Uh, it's a gorgeous day. A lot going on in North Carolina. Good day to be uh, in Carolina, particularly after last night's game game. Yeah, that's game. right. Man, that was something. I mean, in that second period, I mean, the first period was scoreless. The second period, they put four in the net. It was almost like the Devils just got shocked. I mean, they couldn't believe yeah. it. Four in one period. Um that's a lot in hockey. It is, and uh, they never came back. Now, the next game is going to be Sunday, and that's going to be in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we'll have to see. You know, we hadn't been too good on the road. But I've just got a whole lot of confidence in Brenda Moore. And, and I mean, we've got star players that just can't even get on the ice, and they're hurt. Yeah. Going to be good. Anyway, so we're looking forward to that. Um, 960-860-9783 is the number to call if you want to call in this morning and add something to the mix. Uh, you got a question about gardening or, like Ron, you want to make a statement about uh, uh, something that you're doing in, in your particular garden, we'd be delighted to have you. Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, I earlier <coughs> talked about Monet's Gardens in uh, Giverny, uh, France, and uh, they, I, in fact, I brought a book uh, about uh, the gardens. There actually were two different gardens uh, that he had there. Uh, the first one was the kind of flower bed garden. I mean, the they were the the beds were all it was gorgeous. I mean, row after row of of things like. Uh, Oh gosh, peonies and iris and tulips and roses and vinca and you name it. The the irises, by the way, the the purple irises were just about to pop. I mean, just about to open up. They're in what is it? Zone six, and we're in seven or eight. Yeah, we're and, about. There's we're getting on up there. <laughs> yeah, now, it used to be seven. Now they're saying seven to eight, and it, who knows? Right, right. But anyway, it was gorgeous. Now the second garden. For some reason or another, he got just infatuated with the Japanese. And so the second garden, which is the garden that most of us think about when we think about Monet, uh, the, the water lily garden, that's where he painted all those beautiful uh, water lily uh, uh, paintings. And uh, that was sort of across the road from the other garden, and it was gorgeous also, streams and uh, ponds and they had water lilies uh, that were alive, but they were not. I saw one bloom, but uh, it's not the time of the year for that. Right. But it was just educational and inspirational. Mm. Uh, and he, like I said earlier, he was such a, you know, he started this genre of painting called Impressionism uh, because, uh, and, and others followed behind him. And so uh, the the trip was, um, lots of walking, but just a, a wonderful experience and something that uh, we particularly enjoyed uh, seeing on our, our cruise. We, 
uh, we had been looking forward to it, but it didn't. Dis- you know how sometimes you go on vacation, you take these tours, and you and you you get build up. I'll talk about that in a minute. I sort of built up on going to Normandy, and it wasn't as it wasn't as much of an emotional experience as I had thought it was going to be. But um, this one was one that was everything and more than what you had wanted it to be. Um, That's great. Just great experience. And I'm wearing about seven extra pounds <clears throat> this week uh, that I must go to work on. Uh, but <laughs> nonetheless, Lawrence is on the phone from Holly Springs. He wants me to get off Monet. Lawrence, good morning. Good morning. I have a question about Bermuda grass. My Bermuda grass is about two years old, and I have a couple areas I just had to repair with some sod this year. But I wanted to know um, what fertilizer should I use, and should I aerate it? Lime down this time of year. All right. What fertilizer and aeration? For for Bermuda, can't say Bermuda right now. Um, I I have centipede, and um, then I know that uh, we put Bermuda down uh, over at my daughter's pavilion. Uh, we actually haven't done anything to that grass. Is it? Is it looking bad? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of, some of it is sod, and some of it I seeded a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And in particular, the seeded portion is not as vibrant as the rest of it, kind of and Well, and yeah, that, compost on it. right. Um, well, I would go, if I were you, and this is what I do, if I have any questions about any sod or any type of lawn, I go North Carolina State has a really good um, website for lawns, Carolina lawns, and um, I would go there and and they'll pretty much answer any questions that you have with that. Um, I don't really do anything with mine, and I it's just yeah, I was part of it's because I don't of... have time. Now, one thing you got to remember: it's cold, so we haven't had a lot of growth time yet. One of the great advantages to Bermuda is that <clears throat> right. it's not a high maintenance kind right, of right. Uh, of grass. Right. So you might want to um, you might want to just give it a chance to see what it's going to do here. I know you want to fertilize it while it's a little <clears throat> bit cooler, um, but um, I would I would just wait and see if it fills in. Um, I wouldn't waste too much money on fertilizer just yet because it, like I said, it's really cool. We've had the ground is cold. Yeah, the the ground temperature has right. not warmed up sufficiently right. for a lot of plants. Right. So um, I would do that, but also go to that website from uh, NC State, NCSU, uh, Carolina Lawns. But another thing, Lawrence, uh, out at the state farmers market, the turf people. Mm-hmm. They're a great source of yeah, information. And, and if you're there, just drop by and ask them what they would do about it. Uh, Already, I'll do that. You, you've heard me so many times talk about clover. <laughs> I, don't, I don't worry about any kind of, of yeah. grass. Throw a little clover out and it gets gone. But, but I, I do like the bees watching it, playing with it. But I think they're a good source of information at the farmer's market. You know, Rufus, I called a couple of years ago when I first seeded this lawn, and it was coming in, and I had a lot of weeds, and, and they, everybody there told me what I could do, and Rufus yelled out in the back, just mow it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gr- if it's green, mow it down. 
That's what you told me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. A philosophy to live by. <laughs> well, do you folks have an opinion on aerating Bermuda? I know you're supposed to do the fescue in the fall. Yeah. But I did want to aerate it just because I have clay in the soil so tough that I was afraid if I did put any lime or anything on it, it would wash away. I would not, and I wouldn't do anything until you go and check that website. Um, I don't, I think, I wouldn't spend any more money until you do that because Bermuda is usually a pretty tough uh, uh, grass that you don't have to really do low a lot to. Yeah. Right. It's very low maintenance. All righty. Okay. All right. Thank you, Lawrence. Thanks. Bye. Thanks Appreciate your call. Yeah, remember, Lawrence, just mow it. <laughs> <laughs> I never forgot that. If it's green, mow it. <laughs> Back for a second on my uh, trip. I did something I've never done before. I have resisted forever eating snails. Uh. A- and uh, a friend of mine ordered them and said, here, you got to try this. And of course, it was it was slathered in butter, yeah, and uh, loaded with garlic. So uh, I did, and it wasn't horrible, and I might do it again. It was a first. Ah, hmm. uh, nice, nice meal. <laughs> That's not a meal. It, it, it's, it's no. It no, wasn't even a no, snack. No different much from an oyster. Got a shell on it. They're just a little bit more creepy. Well, they have these special kinds of pliers, you know, where you hold them, you hold the snail with, and they were fairly large snails, by the way. They weren't the kind of little garden snails like we, we find so often in our garden. Uh, and then you, a little small fork that you dig it out with. And again, <clears throat> I said, what the heck? I'm over here. I'm going to try some new things. <laughs> and I, did. And I, I would draw the line on slugs. you know you're casting this in an entirely different light (laughs) that's what i was sitting here thinking about oh lordy i I get such a perverse pleasure out of pouring salt on slugs (laughs) i just despise them so badly that get you a good morton salt shaker and fix those babies up and watch them curl we could at least just fix a little pan of beer for them (laughs) yeah yeah let them drown in, in Alcohol. Yeah. Their I do that too. And not me. I'm talking about. Well, butter and garlic wasn't bad for them, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and I got oh. rid of one. <laughs> There's no oh, question Lordy. about it. Oh, me. Well, I uh, hope you're enjoying this morning uh, on the Weekend Gardener, 860 9783. I don't want to say that number wrong. 860 9783, the number to call if you want to participate. Down in Rockingham, Keith is on the phone. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, could you tell me how to get rid of mole crickets? Can I personally tell you that? No. <laughs> mole Anybody crickets? Can. Mole crickets. I, I'm drawing a, a blank. What is a mole cricket? Well, that's a good question, but that's, it, it eats the roots of, the, of, the, uh, of my grass. Huh. Hmm. A mole cricket. And so this cricket moves underground? Yes. And there are little mounds all over the yard where they've dug, you know, a hole <laughs> to go down and eat the, the mold. Mm. I mean, eat the grass roots. Hmm. Keith, I want to congratulate you. You have successfully stumped the panel in yeah, all the have. years I'm, I'm that, that I've been on or have been listening to Weekend Gardener. I've never had anybody 
or heard anybody call and ask a question haven't heard about that they were cricket. completely stumped well i've had no one i've had no one to ask about mole crickets um and it says you can kill them with pesticides that are normally applied in the early summer um so you want to get them while they're really young in the nymph stage so you would have to i'm not sure that you can buy any of these insecticides without a license but um i would go to a like a regular hardware store okay if do you have a a community hardware store close to you oh yeah okay i would go to a regular hardware store i just looked up mole crickets and under it it has how to kill mole crickets so i would go to um your local hardware and get them to uh see if they have some of those chemicals and then when you find the answer to it keith call us back and let us know (laughs) okay will do but you need to get them early in the spring so you might want to get to work on that soon Right. Steve is uh, over in Garner. Thanks. Maybe he's got the answer Thanks. to mole crickets. Uh, Steve, good morning. I don't even know what a mole cricket is. I know. That's well, great. It's great <laughs> that we learn something every day, don't we, yeah. Steve? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm in my happy place this morning. I'm out in the garden. Well, that's there great. you go. Anyway, uh, I just want to call and check in with you guys. I know Mike's not there. He's having a good time. We hope he is. Well, I've seen some pictures that he... Rufus said he don't want to be hoity-toity like the Royals, (laughs) but then he goes and talks about how he has been treated... At the Kentucky Derby, for Pete's sake. At the Kentucky Derby. Thank you, Steve. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You're you're hobnobbing with the the royalty of... kentucky aren't you <laughs> well I, I was referring to the horses were very kind to me oh okay okay <laughs> he didn't get killed you, 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 you caught me steve office. yes you he caught me he's talking home. out of both sides of his mouth isn't he steve yeah yeah, yeah. Call the governor's office and tell him rufus to call him a horse <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's not do that I don't well, think no i'm just kidding yeah. but. well then again steve i want to i want to know a real question I keep looking for some kind of daylily to come into bloom. Am I am I too early? You're a little early. We've had uh, the last week. I I told you we had a lot of skates with no blooms, and then I went outside and rounded the corner, and one of our earlies was blooming. And I tried to call you guys back, but uh, I didn't get back on. But I did have one bloom last Saturday. It's a Bitsy. It's a really early uh, bloomer. And it's like a two-inch, well, one-inch, one-and-a-half-inch flower. It's a little tiny uh, daylily. That is a tiny one. And I had one of my seedlings bloom yesterday. And it's opening a bloom this morning. And it is absolutely gorgeous. It's a sort of reddish-purple and it's uh, it's 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 going to be a nice one, maybe a keeper. Well, that sounds well, good. Yep. Well, Steve, you got a great day to be out in your happy place. The temperature's yes, going to get is. up to around yeah, eighty today. Uh, I've got sometime this weekend. This week, I'm going to dig up some uh, Mexican petunias <laughs> that okay. are out of place. 
mm-hmm. and pot them up, and then uh, I'll just give them away next weekend. There you go. Just All right. let people know that I've got them. All right. Sounds great. Thanks All for right. calling, you Steve. Have a wonderful day. I enjoy listening to you. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Steve. Steve. Let's say good morning to Thomas, who's over in Franklinton. How are things up there? Good morning, oh, Thomas. Good morning. Let me put, let me put my uh, bowl of breakfast mail to the side here so I can speak with you. Sounds to me like it's cereal time. <laughs> Captain Crunch? So, no, breakfast snails. Oh, oh, breakfast snails. Thank you, Thomas. Oh, oh my, yes. They were poo-pooing inspired, me about the snail. You inspired me. I, um, every, we have two Asian pear trees and a peach tree. And every year, mid-summer, just before the fruit is ripened, every piece of fruit disappears. Hmm. And we suspect it's squirrels, but uh, we don't know what to do, so we're calling for your sage uh, advice. I have the same thing with a pear tree, and mine is a combination, Thomas, of squirrels and birds. Okay. And what you do, I don't know. Well, I, um, I don't know if this would help or not, but usually if they're bothering my tomatoes or the birds are bothering the tomatoes, or the squirrels are bothering the tomatoes, I will pick the tomatoes before they get ripe, totally ripe, take them in, because sure as the world, if you say, you know, I'm going to pick that one tomorrow, well, then tomorrow you're going to go out there and something's going to either have gotten it off the vine or take taken a bite. So if you've got pears and um, you said pears and Persimmons or pear and peach. Peach. Pears, which is like an apple. Okay, okay. I would probably, they will ripen if they're a pretty good size, they will ripen in your house. Don't put them in the refrigerator, just sit them on the um, counter. Shelf, yeah, when the lid. All right. Well, try that anyway. Uh, All right. All right, Thomas, thank you for calling us. Mm -hmm. Uh, My problem is bunny rabbits. Good Lord. I think. They figured out that my house has the bunny buffet because they're <laughs> well, you know my, I'm a squirrel. They're eating those that. trailing pansies that I bought from you, mm-hmm. and just about everything that they can. And I put them in pots to try to get them up off the ground a little bit. Darn if they don't put their front paws up on the pot and just chaw away. Oh yeah, yep, yep. I must garden. I use I always use the animal repellent for I must garden because it covers everything and. And it stays. When I for use me. the deer and rabbit repeller, is that the same thing? It's the it's the same, but if you use the spray, it doesn't stay as much. Okay. So then you just sprinkle the Imus Garden. It's granular, so you just sprinkle that around around the plant and over the plant, and it's not harmful. And what's it anything. called? I must garden. I must garden. Okay. One of our big sponsors. And it's, yeah, and it's big called sponsor. what now? It's called animal repellent. Oh, okay. It just it comes in a, a jar. You can get um, several different sizes. I think you can get a like a two and a half pound or something like that, and then you can get a five pound. Um, but there, it's really good. It's good for squirrels. It's good for rabbits. It's good for groundhogs. It's good for for anything like that. Very that would be very eating. organic and yes. non toxic. To any kind of animal. It's made of so- some sort of sense and things they don't like. Well, I've heard right. the ads, but I, I just, I, you know. Yeah, it's really good. Maryland, and it's local, a company, and Maryland does a really good job. Well, I will get some. Well, it works on the squirrels and the, and the tomatoes. I grow my tomatoes now in pots, 
and wrap the outer edge of the inside of the pot, like Phil says. I just put a little ring around there, and it, it seems to have deterred them. Mm-hmm. Well, I sure need something because they are just short. And I'll, I'll spray that spray on, then you let it rain. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Or a heavy dew will will make that spray disappear. Well, I got to do something. They're driving me crazy. We got it. Got you covered. All right. You I'm of, You ever heard of rabbit stew? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I tried that too. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow I just can't get no, into the eating. Don't, don't tell my flopsy, wife. mopsy, and cottontail. Yeah, don't tell my wife I said that. Well, I, I will next time I see yeah, her. The, yeah. Did Lib did did Lib eat a snail? She did. She did. Um, All right. <laughs> she had had one before, mm. so I mean, this was nothing new to her. Uh, Is that what they call escargot? Exactly. Exactly. A little crunchy, um, the way they fix this particular one. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I don't think I'm going to add it to my collards or anything like well, that for a regular meal. But It's sort of like a chitlin. You have to have an acquired taste. Yeah, that's one I've never been able to get a, an acquired taste on. Um, the chitlin club. Right. That's why I don't go. Well, you're going to come next time and... We'll have a fried chitlin for you, which you will never know the difference in that and escargot. Or or fr- say fried, you, I'm sure you eat fried uh, calamari. Yes. We can fix chitlins just like that. You'd never know it. And and I want you. I have been told that so many times about rattlesnake and about <laughs> all the, oh, it tastes like fried chicken. Baloney. <laughs> it doesn't taste doesn't taste like bologna, actually. You remember when Jim Graham used to have those wild game dinners? Oh golly, yes. And they would have absolutely. This may sound like a, a big buffoon thing to your our audience, but they would have a rattlesnake. I know. Uh, the the doctor that put it on. It's back and when we had boar. The, we had and, the old horse. Uh, that other cafeteria. Uh. Uh, what was the one that was at Cameron Village that I still Valentine's Valentine's yeah. And by the way, I still call it uh, Cameron Village. Well, and the Ballantines, you know, red uh, to start off with, and then uh, uh, Warren and uh, um, Johnny, and I, I still miss the cat. What's wrong? Why are we having any more cafeterias? I don't know. A friend of ours last night was saying, I wish that we had a cafeteria so we could just go eat some vegetables. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, well, yeah, Kobe nice. allegedly got K&W at Cameron Village. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's what what they told me. There's one that's open up around uh, between Burlington and Greensboro. There's one at Burlington. And it's expensive and it's not as good. And There's a K&W, though, at Burlington. That's right what I'm there. saying. Yeah. Is that one? Yeah. yeah. We anyway, ate there yeah. the other day. Well, uh, so much for the talk about snails and rattlesnakes. We're going to break for the news, and we'll be back afterwards with more Weekend Gardener.